Welcome to the Hidden Entrepreneur Show. My name is Josh Carey. You want in on a little secret? I was in hiding for 40 years. Yeah, I was hiding every part of myself in every situation. And I can tell you one thing, hiding sucks. I'm now on a mission to help extraordinary people like yourself rediscover the world around you, connect beautifully with others, and excel tremendously in all you set out to do. Join in. It's The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I am joined today by my co-host and brother from another mother, Mr. Josh Carrie, how you doing, brother? I'm always well. So good to be doing these uh, tag team interviews with you. Excited for today's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, today, in complete honesty, and I just love being transparent with everybody, we were having a meeting with a fine gentleman and an absolute amazing business, brilliant mind that just created, you know, anything and everything uh, when it comes to gifting. Uh, you know, we were going to have a meeting about like, how can we work together? And I want to, I want to hire this company, Giftology. And, and John, John, um, graciously said, Oh, you want to do that? That's yeah. Let's do it on a podcast. So <laughs> you're going to hear a lot about John Rulin, who is the author of Giftology and that whole movement behind gifting. And I just want to bring you to the, to the mic, brother. Thank you for being here. Yeah, man. Thank you. Uh, thank you guys for being willing to share me with, uh, with your audience. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, 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 yeah, go ahead, Josh. Oh, no, I was going to say, and, and uh, just to get the, uh, the subtitle of exactly what giftology is, it's the art and science of using gifts to cut through the noise, increase referrals and strengthen retention. And I love John that you say there's a right way and a wrong way to give who knew. I know people don't, you know, well, you, nobody ever writes a letter and says, I thought less of you when I received your package. <laughs> um, but that's what oftentimes goes, like most people spend millions and billions, like the industry as a whole, they spend a lot of money to actually offend, annoy, frustrate, piss people off, give wow. gift guilt. But nobody ever, nobody ever gets that honest feedback. So we're the, you know, the loving reminder of there is a right way. There is a wrong way. Uh, there is a recipe. Yeah. So. Let's uh, let's 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 do a little back and forth like present day and then we'll, and then we'll try you know take the DeLorean back in time to sort of you know talk about your roots and how all that uh, you know came to be and how John Rulin just you know became an absolute stud. But what happens is I when I discovered you somewhat recently I'm like wait a minute He's chatting with Gary V. He's chatting with Lewis Howes. He's, you know, with my man in, you know, John Vroman and in, in, in Front Row Dads. And like, I'm like, he's everywhere. And how do I not know who John is in Giftology? You know, and we found out through our clients all the magic that you you create behind the scenes. And other people get credit for it. So it's all amazing. I'm like, whoa, 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 let's let's peel all the layers back. Uh, you could talk about let's 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 talk about what Giftology is is and what you guys are currently doing. And then I want to, I want to ask you a question about your past. Yeah. Well, what I'd, what I'd say is a lot of times when people here get the word giftology, I mean, we speak to CEO groups, Google, pro sports teams, almost everybody wants to hit the skip button on the, on the podcast. They're like, I don't care about gifts. Gifts that sounds woo woo. It seems sounds warm, fuzzy. Like, I don't care about gifts. Like nobody's doing their miracle morning at 4am saying, if I just would figure out my <laughs> gift strategy, my business would hundred X or 10 X. <laughs> But what most people forget, whether they're a sales rep, whether they're a million dollar business or a billion dollar company, 
is every business rises and falls on relationships, relationships with clients, mentors, advisors, employees, prospects, and most people suck. They're horrible at showing gratitude to even their spouse, let alone mm-hmm. their top 100 clients or their top 500 employees or whatever else. So the core of like, nobody cares about gifts, but the results and the referrals. And so the, you know, the tagline of giftology is really like how you show up for people matters. Mm-hmm. And most people do it in a lame, you know, vanilla envelope, like just horribly. And so the core of what we're talking about really has nothing to do with gifts. The gifts are the delivery vehicle for this emotional connection. Hmm. And so that's really what our playbook is, is like, hey, here's the roadmap. This is the playbook. If you're playing chess, here's how you think 12 steps ahead to land those 10 referrals that you want. And it's not from sending an Amazon gift card. I'm sorry, like that's not gonna work. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to dive in and and, and the whole methodology and mindset and psychology of it all. But I do wanna, and, and, and you know, everyone who's listening understands and knows, okay, yeah. John's someone that we need to pay attention to and sort of start figuring out how to adopt this into our life and business. Uh, you know, uber successful with what you've created and and an author of your your best selling book. But let's tell let's tell the story. It, it, this is humble beginnings. You weren't handed a gift, <laughs> right? To just go crush life. Like you know, let's let's talk about like the ruling household and like what was it like at the ruling dinner table growing up. Yeah, well, I mean, I grew up, a lot of times people will assume, yeah, John grew up in LA or New York, some cool place where there's like country clubs and connections. I was, I grew up milking goats on a farm, one of six kids in the middle of a town of 400 people. Like I grew up like wanting the Air Jordans, but I was like, my mom would go to the garage sale and like make $5 go further than $500 for most people. So like hand-me-downs, secondhand stuff. I was on the free lunch program. Uh, I mean, not that we were like, you know, it's not, not like third world, but like we were definitely growing up wanting more and I didn't have connections. I didn't have like, you know, daddy Warbucks to open up the door at the right college. And my dad went to Princeton. No, my dad didn't go to college at all. So like the mindset of like wanting to get ahead, I learned blue collar work. You know, I bailed hay in the summer. We split wood to heat our house with. Um, but a lot of my, my life shifted when I got older. I, went to, I was going to go to med school to make a bunch of money. I was like, I get good grades. I'm smart or like relatively smart. Like I'm going to go make money because that's what I thought doctors did. And um, I know what an entrepreneur was. I was like, you know, so the focus really shifted when I had a mentor and he was a rainmaking attorney and he was super generous. So I didn't grow up around abundance mindset. I didn't grow up around like all these woo-woo things like now that sound cool, long game. Like my long game was like tomorrow, like get it done by tomorrow. <laughs> uh, but Paul was different. He was like the guy who was like, find a deal on noodles and everybody at church the next Sunday, like he'd bring a semi in and like people walked mm. away with like cases, like years supply. It was like, and I'm like doing the math as a 20 year old. I'm like, Paul, that was 40 G's. Like, are you nuts? And it's just who he was. And so I decided I was going to model what he was doing. Cause I saw how relationships, like people that he mm. poured into 10 years ago, would show up and give him like the biggest deal of his life because of how he loved on people mm-hmm. because of, he'd write 10, 10 handwritten notes a day. He, he just played the real long game is I'd say now it's like, it's decades, not days. Mm-hmm. Everybody talks about it. Gary V talks about it. He lives it. Most people, their long game is like, well, I've been doing this for three months. I'm like, that's not even a warm up, man. Like, and so we've been doing it for 20 years. I, I was like, I want to be Paul when I'm 60, I'm 20. And so I started to mimic these behaviors and we started this done for you gifting agency because we realized what Paul did naturally, most people suck at or they try to outsource and they do it poorly. They send, you know, the same 
500 t-shirts or the same, you know, thousand fruit baskets from Harry and David or the same bottle of wine or the, like everybody follows the same stupid like playbook. And then they wonder why nobody's wowed. They're mm-hmm. not wowed because everybody's doing the same crap dinner at Morton's. Well, nobody's ever done that before. Like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Oh, we're going to go to a ball game with 60,000 other people. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you make somebody feel special? You have to do things differently. So that was where it started. I was like, I saw Paul doing this and I was like, I need to figure out how to mimic that. And I was really good at mimicking things. And, you know, the last 20 years we've been perfecting the system, but it started back on a farm in the middle of nowhere, Ohio. One of the things uh, I know is at the core of what you do is sending unexpected gifts at unexpected times. Is that, are both of those equally as important, especially the unexpected times, right? I can imagine that sometimes you don't give that thought. It's like, oh, it's a birthday. It's a kid's birthday. It's an anniversary. It's a promotion. Yeah. But it's the opposite. Yeah. Well, almost everything that you do, like, I mean, Seth Godin talks about with the purple cow. Mm. Most people are sheep. They look around and see people giving away Apple products, so they give away Apple. They look at people taking people to ball games, they take people to ball games. They look at people giving Lululemon with their logo the size of a softball on it, they do that. <laughs> and so the exact opposite is what we did because we didn't have money to like fancy websites and whatever else. So like I interned with Cutco, the knife company, and I realized most people in business tie things to the business person, the business thing. So it's paperweights on their desk, it's artwork mm. on their walls, it's golf balls, it's bourbon, it's the same stupid stuff. When Paul would tie things to people's homes, we did the, the I pitched him pocket knives because Cutco made, you know, it's high end kind of luxury brand. And all of his clients were men. I thought he'd buy pocket knives, $100, $200 piece pocket knives. And he changed my life forever. He's like, John, I don't want to wear pocket knives. Can I wear paring knives? And it, I was like, I was like, it just didn't compute. I was like, you want to give a bunch of grown men CEOs of like million and billion dollar companies a kitchen tool? I'm like, Why? And he said, John, the reason I have more referrals, mm. access, deal flow, is I figured out if you take care of the family and business, everything else takes care of itself. So that, like, I understood it, it wasn't about the knife, although to this day, like, we just got interviewed by the New York Times, and they were like, what's the hot, sexy gift? That's what everybody wants to know. What's uh-huh. cool, what's sexy? And I'm like, the stupid knives. And they're like, no, 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 that was what you did in college. I'm like, we sell more knives in 2021 than we did back 20 years ago. Because guess what? We're still married. They still eat at home. They still entertain. Most people are foodies. Most people have a family. Most people have a significant other. And when you get a knife set that like most people have the knife set they got when they were married 10 years ago from Bed Bath & Beyond or whatever. It's like a $100 set. You, like We just did a gift for somebody. This was an overtop one, but they wanted to gift Tony Robbins. They had partnered with Tony. It wasn't a cold gift. And like, what do you give Tony Robbins? I'm like, we're going to do knives. And they laughed. They're like, no, we're not doing knives. I'm like, yeah, we're going to do knives. <laughs> And they're like, seriously, I'm like, we're going to do the $5,000 knife set. Mm. It's 40 knives. And on every knife, we're going to take 80 of his quotes of wisdom. And every knife is going to have a quote that he's spoken into the world over 40 years. And then it's going to go inside a $2,500 strong wood box made out of walnut lined. And you're going to pour out your heart over five minutes on this video screen that we're going to build into this video and into this strong box. Stop. And talk about like, Future generations of Robin's kids and grandkids are going to be reminded of the legacy that you created. You spoke into the world. So that went to Tony and Sage. Guess what? They could buy a thousand of those if they wanted to. It wasn't about the knives. It was about the meaning, the story, the thoughtfulness. When they got it, they were, it melted their face off because of the detail, the thoughtfulness, that not the knife, although the knives need to be quality. It was all of the little things that made that $7,500 gift 
land better than a $75,000 watch. People are like, oh, John, you just advocate to overspend on things. I'm like, most of our clients are small to mid-sized companies that are competing with publicly traded companies. Mm. And when you're more thoughtful and more creative with how you love on people, hmm. you can spend one-tenth the amount of money and get a hundred times more impact because they're trying to buy their way with sponsorships and advertising and Facebook ads and cool, sexy events and models and whatever else. I'm like, I could destroy your competitors because I understand the psychology of how to influence people and how to do it either in a thoughtful, kind way, no strings attached, or you'll try to do it and then ask for something, which is a bait and switch. Gary and I talked about that. Most people, mm -hmm. they give, then they ask. Mm -hmm. They ruin it. They actually damage relationships because they're not giving a gift. They're manipulating. Mm -hmm. And so, so many people are like, John, like you're this, you're that. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, you need to show up for people and then show up again and then show up again. And then maybe after doing this for a year or two or three to people you already have a relationship with, you earn the right to ask for a referral, not give a gift and ask for a referral or the worst thing, like, hey, somebody gives you a million dollar referral. Here's your gift. You just turn that relationship into a transactional deal, a tit for tat. You ruined it. So the timing, the just because the the weird kitchen thing versus a bourbon or golf thing, like all like the that all of that plays into you land the love bomb or you like crash and burn. That's it. <laughs> Love that land the love, Bob. That's a good one. Hey there, entrepreneurs. Eric Cabral here, founder of On Air Brands and host of the Entrepreneur Circle and Capital Hacking. I wanted to share something truly unique with you that we've created called Pod Max, which is an amazing opportunity to connect you with major podcasts to help you share your fascinating stories with their communities. This unique invitation-only event includes interviews with you on top-rated business podcasts all in one day. It also provides a unique networking opportunity with high-performance guests and thought leaders who are authors, coaches, and consultants consultants, investors, speakers, executives, you name it. These are the type of people that you need to be around. We also provide industry expert keynotes to hit our stage to share insights on podcasting, investing, marketing to help you take things to the next level. And the cool thing about PodMax is that it has a multimedia agency engine behind it with on-air brands to provide social media promotions before and after the event to share your brand new shows with your network. So hit the apply now button at podmax.co and I hope to see you at the next PodMax event. You have so many stories, John. Uh, one of them that sticks in my mind, and I just wanted to ensure that we share this with our audience because it's so powerful. You know, you talk about, you know, ROR, you know, re return on relationships. And like, one of these stories is so powerful, because I relate to this, this has happened to me too, you know, and yours was next level. Can you tell us about the Brooks, the Brook Brothers story? Oh, yeah. 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 So, so like a lot of us, we get into groups, like I got into EO, which is this entrepreneur's organization. I barely qualified. I almost left the event that I went to because I was like, these guys are ballers. And I'm just like this like country bumpkin kid. I was 26 when I joined. And I saw Cameron speak. And like a lot of us, like you meet people and you get FaceTime with them, whether it's a client, a mentor, an advisor, a banker. And everybody says they want to say thank you. Everybody says they want to be different. But most people, it's like, you're lucky if you even handwrite them a note, let alone like do something really thoughtful. So for Cameron, I found out he was coming to speak to Cleveland. Cameron is like this guy who grew 1-800-GOT-JUNK from $2 million to $127 million in five years. No outside investment. He was a baller. Like he's coaching like the shakes of Qatar and there are 300 companies. And I decided I want him in my corner, not just as a client, but I want him as a mentor and advisor. And I can't afford his like $20,000 a month coaching. So I invite him to a dinner and a ball game because he's coming to Cleveland. It's, it was opening night the night before to the Cavs thinking he's going to be like, yeah, let's go to the game. 
And he was, it was the most underwhelming response ever. He's like, I guess I'll go. Nothing else is going on. And I'm like, duh, like John, like he's going to go on a hundred of these dinner and ball games this year. Every time you go to someplace where they do, people want to wine and dine you. Mm -hmm. It's the same. Nice wine. Great. Nice steak. Great. Nice. Whatever. Great. Same. So I'm like, on the spot, I'm thinking, I got to do something else. I said, Cameron, what else are you going to do in your town? He said, I'm going to go shopping. And I'm like, this is my angle. I said, where are you going to shop at? He said, uh, I'm from Canada and there's not a ton of Brooks Brothers. I'm going to go there. And so on the spot, I'm like, hey, I'm a Jose Bank guy. What's your shirt size? I want to send you a shirt. And you can tell, like, he takes a step back. He's a little bewildered. Like, until he's thinking, like, does this dude have a man crush on me? Like, who <laughs> asks another man their shirt size within two minutes of meeting in Vegas? So he was kind, though. He told me. So long story short is three months go by. He starts texting me. My flight's delayed. Do you want to cancel? I'm like, no, Cameron, whenever you get in, let's just go for drinks. And so I went to Brooks Brothers. I put down the Amex and I put down his sizes. And I said, I want one of everything in your new fall collection, all your jacket, suits, belts, pants, sweaters, everything. When they rang the card up, I was like praying to God to go through because it was over $7,000 in clothes. And then we went to the Ritz and outfitted his hotel room to look like a Brooks Brothers store, jacket, suits, belts, pants, all that. Cameron gets in. I'm downstairs drinking like a triple on the rocks because I'm not a big drinker, but I'm so nervous. My, my business partner who just bought half of Giftology is in my ear. He's going to think you're a stalker. I can't believe you did this. This is so dumb. And uh, Cameron goes to take a shower and you tell he just wants to go to bed. You don't want to go to dinner with me. He comes back down. His eyes are the size of silver dollars. He said, John, whatever you want to talk about for as long as you want to talk about it, I'm all yours. I've never had anybody that's made me feel this way. I've already quoted. I've already texted authors. I'm changing the quote in their book. This is the best customer experience I've ever had. Hmm. Now, it's interesting. Two things. One is people are like, oh, I can never do seven grand. I'm like, you'll pick up. People will sponsor things. You know, the Facebook ads. Like I talk to people all the time. Like, I can never do that. I'm like, what's your Facebook ad budget this, you know, this month? They're like 20 grand. I'm like, that's times 12, that's 240,000 that you're investing, in, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But most people, you know, like what's your, you know, how much did you spend on beer last month? Like, what'd you spend on, you know, overhead on employees? Like everybody just determines whether or not they can afford it or not. Even when I spoke at Google, they're like, we could never afford that. I'm like, you got slides in your lobby. Like, you don't understand. <laughs> so, so, so two things that are interesting. One is, Cameron came back to me and said, John, the act of what you did for me, the way you personalized that was the gift. I can't let you buy the clothes on top of that. So either you're going to tell me how much the clothes were I took, or I'm going to guess and round up by 50%. So that experience cost me $0 in the end. Mm. But for the next 10 years, I continued to build them the $10,000 knife set, the $700 wine tool. The, I invested probably 25 grand in that relationship. And people are like, why did you, you already had them with Brooks Brothers. Why did you keep? I'm like, when you show up for your wife, your husband, your client, your employee, when you want to, because you chose to, not because you had to, mm -hmm. it changes everything. And the ROR of that 25 grand has been multiple seven figures. And I'm not a mathematician. I'm a country bumpkin, you know, farm kid, but that's at least a 50 X ROR. Show me a Facebook ad campaign. Show me another part of your business where you can get a better return on investment than return on relationship. You can't. Like most people, if they get a three X, put a dollar in, get $3 back out of a Facebook ad. They're like elated. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big deal. But when you pour into people, like if I wanted to hire Cameron as a sales rep for me for $2 million, he'd turn me down. He mm -hmm. wouldn't do it. He's, he's got his own business. But because I loved on him over the course of a decade and never asked for anything, guess what? He goes out and is inspired to sell on my behalf. Every client he has, he sends my wife. 
every speaking gig. When I was begging to speak for free, my first 10, 20, 30, $40,000 speaking gigs came because Cameron was double booked. And they'd, he'd say, book John Rulin. They'd be like, John who? I didn't have a book yet. They're still like, and they'd book me because of the trust with Cameron. So the 50X is like on the low end. And so, so many times people are like, I don't understand this return on relationship. I'm like, that's because you're not playing it in decades. When you love on these relationships because you want to, not because you're obligated to, not because they sent you a referral, you should be inspiring all of your clients to be sales reps for you. And if you do that well, you get referrals without asking. You get people going through walls for you because five words that Cameron says are worth more than 5,000 I'm ever going to say. And that's where people don't understand the secret sauce of why. It's not about the gift. It's about the results on the back end of loving on people well. I freaking love that story, dude. It's just so powerful. And I hope anyone who was listening, you were taking notes, you go back. I literally, I literally heard you tell that story and I listened to it like multiple times because I'm like, there's so many lessons learned and there's so many actionable steps. But here's the thing. You've got a unique sort of brain inside that, that, that the handsome head of yours. What and how as clients, so say, you know, we come in, we want to work with your team. How much of the strategic side of it are you helping with in terms of like, okay, let's identify which clients we can love on? Or yeah. are you putting that on us to say, select your top 10? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that most people, the like, if you look at our kind of roadmap, if you download our playbook, most people want to start with steps number seven, which is what to give. Mm. That's the, like in their head, they're like, what's, what's hot, what's sexy, what's cool, what's gonna make me look good, what's cool piece of technology. And so like, if you go download our playbook, our, yeah, we give it away for free. What we charge people to walk, now if they, we walk them through it, we charge the process and the strategy, but they could go do it on their own if they want to. They can go to giftologysystem.com and download our entire playbook. Step number seven is where everybody wants to start. Mm. Step number one is who. Who should you be taking care of? Like, who's been in your corner in the past? Who are the suppliers that you couldn't afford to lose? Who are the mentors that got you to where you're at? Who are the mm -hmm. employees? Who are Most people want to start with their dream 100 prospecting, their whales. Mm. That's the last step. Oh, wow. You should start with the warm market. Notice I didn't like with Cameron, I already had a relationship. What did I do? I took the fire that was small and I poured gasoline mm -hmm. on the fire that's already burning. Most people want to take something and pour gasoline when there's no fire. Guess, mm. what, guess what happens? Not much. They, you drowned a bunch of wood with, with gas and there's no fire. Wow. You wasted all your resources. If you want to get somebody to be in your corner, start with a relationship first and then pour gasoline on fire that's already warm and burning. Most people want to start cold and you got to, you know, like to get on Vaynerchuk's podcast. You know, I wanted that to happen, but I never asked him to be on the show. It took six years of doing stuff and, and building a relationship with him from afar. But it was really the other people that were around him that actually advocated for us. I call it the inner circle. That's one that, well, that's part of the who. It's who's the person? What's important to them? It's usually people. It's their spouse. It's their kids. It's their pets. It's their team. It's their assistant. When I go to an event, I love on the event manager or the event planner more than I do the CEO. Why? Because they are doing all the work and get none of the credit. You want to get land more speaking deals? Take care of the assistants. Treat the janitor at the same level as the CEO. That was my original mentor, Paul, was that way. Like he just, he treated the receptionist when he walked into an office. Everybody loved Paul. He would show up with donuts and flowers and not just, that's just who he was. 
And so I, but you look at like a Jesse Itzler, who's a friend and a client, mm -hmm. he's the same way. Like he just loves on people and he shows up for, you know, the lower tiered people. Like I treat the, the gatekeeper, I hate that word. It insinuates somebody to get around, somebody that's mm. negative. Mm -hmm. I treat the gatekeeper like a peer, not a pawn. Mm. Most people want to do the gift and then get around the person. Mm. I would much rather love on that person. And I did it with the magic. The Orlando Magic became a client. They reached out to us. They wanted to do our done for you gifting. We did knives all around the NBA. Everybody laughed. Like, At first, they're like, knives? What does that have to do with basketball? And I'm like, well, are there people at basketball? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then you send signed basketballs that they already have 10 of or a jersey that they already have 50 of. I'm going to take care of the family. And so Alex trusted us, the CEO. But any, for two years, I sent gifts to Alex. He was the decision maker. That's what most people do. He's cutting the checks. He's the CEO of the Orlando Magic. Every time I sent one to Alex, guess who else I sent one to? His assistant, Shine, who was my main contact. Mm. I didn't send her a junior varsity level gift like most people do. I see people do this all the time. Hey, the owner of the suite gets this. The, uh, the event planner or the assistant gets like the peanuts, you know, Rolex and peanuts. Guess what that makes the assistant feel like? Peanuts. A, peanuts, a second class citizen, a peon. It's horrible. It, and, and people are like, I want an internal sales champion. I'm like, how about you love on the chief of staff? How about you love on the event planner, the assistant, the, the assistant director of marketing? Because that person, A, will go, like they'll actually be appreciative of what you're doing for them. You don't have to manipulate. You don't have to ask for anything. They'll want to go run through walls for you. And guess what? Five years from now, guess where that assistant marketing person is going to be at? Another company mm -hmm. being the director of marketing. A lot of my biggest opportunities within pro sports came because I loved on somebody in ag, you know, very non-sexy, you know, like agriculture, like, oh, that's not sexy. Well, that person got recruited over to another company, Scott's, the big lawn care company, and they were a sponsor of NASCAR. Mm. I loved on the people at NASCAR. Guess what? They left and went to the NFL. <laughs> I got the Miami Dolphins. Wow. Well, they left and went to. So most people don't understand. They're only playing the what's in it for me today or tomorrow game. And if you understand that, like you're going to be in business for the next 40 years or 50 years or even 10 years, then you can be okay with loving on people and not mm -hmm. understanding that that per where they're going to be five years from now. There's sometimes I sit beside somebody on an airplane and I send them a $500 gift because I got 50 minutes with them and I knew their time was probably worth 10 grand or 100 grand. I sent them a gift. You know, thanks for carving out time for me. I love the chat. And what's funny is eight years later, 10 years later, people are like, your name got brought up in this board conversation. They ping me on LinkedIn. They open the door for a stage. They, huh. you know, they buy a hundred of my books. Like the weirdest things happen when you treat people well and you create wow. this ripple effect. And it's not this woo woo like frequency mm -mm. thing. It's just, it's good business sense. Mm -hmm. I want every single person. So for you guys, it'd be like, Hey, it might be 20 relationships. It might be 200 relationships. Who are the people in the past, current and the future that you want to pour into? And, and identify who they are, who there's their assistant, who's their spouse, some of the key things that have to be their whole life story, but a few key points, and then take a percentage of your net profits and reinvest it back into those people. It should be a math equation hmm. for us. It's five to 15% of net. So hmm. if you made hundred grand last year, that's five to 15 grand. People are like, that's a lot of money. I'm like, you get to keep 85 grand and the people you're investing in bought their own gifts. But you did because you wanted to at a time unexpected and included made them look like a hero to their assistant or to their wife or their husband. Mm -hmm. And now that person's inspired. Next year, you should make 150 grand. So this isn't like just a, you know, just 
throw a bunch of money away. Mm. It's making strategic investments. It's not a line item expense. Mm. And it's, if you want to grow your sales, invest in people. You want to grow your referrals, invest in people. You want to attract better employees, invest in your people. That it's like a simple math equation. And if you can identify the who and what's important to them and the timing that would be unexpected, now all of a sudden what we do after we've helped you develop that strategy, it's like, all we do is we take care of handwriting the notes, we drop ship mm-hmm. the gifts, we personalize them, we engrave them. We do all the heavy lifting on the backside once the strategy is set up. So you collect the referrals, you collect the, wow, Eric's so thoughtful. Josh, I can't believe you did that for me. We're doing the hard work of actually scaling the thoughtfulness, but most mm-hmm. people haven't done the hard work on the front end of, of committing the dollars and making it a math equation and then getting us the data that we need for our giftologists to go make it rain these love bombs. This is such a no-brainer for those listening who get it and who understand it. Um, we're close with the authors of The Go-Giver, oh, uh, Berg, John David Mann, right? Friends yeah. of ours. Uh, a very similar concept, different execution, of course, uh, but it's just about giving. So those of us who get it, get it. Where do you find from your experience, and you might have touched upon it a little bit, where is the resistance, the roadblocks? What are the people who don't execute on this because that 5 to 15% is not a line item or an expense. It's an investment with over and over, you will see a 10x or more return on it. And yeah. it's still good. It's it's all, there's no downside. No. What do you see the blocks are some people just experience? People are, people are busy. Um, it's easier and more flashy to say, I invest in Facebook ads or TikTok ads or <laughs> like, it feels weird. I think most people suck at giving their spouse a great gift at Mother's Day or mm-hmm. on their birthday. Like it's so in the like it's not like when we spoke at MIT. Like there's no master's class on gifting. Mm-hmm. It's like most people have confused what a gift is and what a promotional item is. If it has your logo on, it's not a gift. It's a marketing ploy. It's a <laughs> hey, go wear my logo and advertise for me. That's not a gift. So I think the sandbox that we're playing in. People think swag is a gift, a gift card. That's not a gift. Mm. Hey, I don't know you well enough. Go buy your own gifts. Hey, hey, here's a catalog. You've worked for me for five years. Mm. That's 10,000 hours. Go pick something out. And most of the time, it's a less than $100 item. I just sent to somebody who's not even working for me, who's a a potential intern. I sent her a set of $500 headphones saying, block out the noise for finals. I hope you crush it. I love that. I give nicer gifts to my interns than most people give to the people that have worked with them for 10 or 20 or 30 years, because this is a paradigm shift. It, nobody gets fired if they hire a few more employees. Nobody gets fired if they invest a million dollars in a trade show, you know, or whatever else, if they're a certain size company, nobody gets fired if they buy Facebook ads. Like, but if you start, you know, if you redirect, a quarter million, a hundred thousand, half a million, $10 million and say, I'm going to send these love bombs. What if it doesn't work? That seems weird. It feels uncomfortable. I'm not even good at gifting my spouse. What if I buy the wrong thing? Like all this doubt, because most people are sheep. Most people will do the safe thing. They'll do like, hey, nobody gets fired at going to the industry trade show. Nobody gets fired for taking a client out to a you know $5,000 dinner with you know 20 people there. Those are table stakes, normal things. Sending love bombs and knives that are engraved to people to a thousand people or to 5,000 people or even to 50 people like that just seems like, oh my gosh, like, because most people's frame of reference, this is another reason. Most people's frame of reference, if you're going to take somebody out to dinner, it might be a few hundred dollars. That's normal for one person. But most people's frame of reference of what a gift should cost is a $20 gift card 
or a mm-hmm. $20, you know, $25 bottle of wine, because that's just what's normal. And so the purple cow is, oh my gosh, I'm instead of spending $25 on peanut brittle, I'm going to spend $250 on one knife. That's a 10 X increase in their mm-hmm. head. It's like why the metal business cards, when we did these metal business cards 14 years ago, nobody had them and they were a dollar a piece. Most people's frame of reference of a business card should cost a penny. So mm-hmm. I was a hundred times more. Mm-hmm. But that was a purple cow. People would be like, what the heck is this? Like, I remember like the first time, couple of times we pass out metal business cards. Our letterhead is now a sheet of steel. It's nine bucks. Mm. Most letterhead is what? 10 cents. So mm. now I'm 90 times more. And so it's, it's weird. It's uncomfortable. And most people aren't doing it. If, if they're doing it, they're doing it in a sleazy, bribey, manipulative way. There's all of these like landmines. And so it's just easier just to give a gift card. It's just easier just to give cash. It's not more impactful. It's actually way less impactful just to give, try to buy your way out of things, but it's more acceptable. So I think that, you know, everybody says they want to be a giver, but most people are matchers. Most people are takers that are trying to act like that. So I think it's just easier to go a different direction because it feels awkward, uncomfortable. And that most people at the end of the day don't want to look weird or silly. Yeah, I, I know we have to part soon, John, uh, and we'll land this plane in sh- uh, shortly and, and, and tell people how to reach out to you. But I do want to sort of extract and I, I know we're gonna have time together because we're in the same mastermind. I'm so blessed that I, I found out I was like, wow, bonus um, in front row is ruling. But um, so so I'll, I'll pick your brain and hopefully, you know, extract more cool stuff. But I wanted to share because as we build our company, and we're all about culture, right? And just providing value and just like you say, loving on everyone. Um, I've heard you say that, you know, because part of your DNA is like, how can I serve and how can I help you and find out the pain you're having? And you found out that your employees, like, I want to help you. Well, everyone who works with us gets a housekeeper to come in and clean. I mean, who thinks of that? Um, we're totally taking that, by the way. I'm yeah. sorry. It's, Steal it's, it, man. Brilliant. it's so brilliant. But is um, there any other things that you do? That? I've never heard that before. Yeah, it's so it came from a, a point of pain for myself. Like when mm. I proposed to my wife, I ended up making the gift about me, how cool I was. And I almost died proposing. It's in the book. It's the story of like trying to recreate the movie, The Notebook. And it's just, you know, it's a 20 minute long story. So I won't bore you with it. But the, the realization was most people make the gifts about themselves. They give gifts to make themselves look cool. They give gifts on the business anniversary. Nobody cares you've been in business 10 years. <laughs> they care if they're going to be in business 10 years. They care, they care about their own name. So it's, it's funny. Like, when, it's like buying your wife, a, you know, like your wife, you know, a four-wheeler and she hates the outdoors. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You didn't buy that for her. You bought it for you. <laughs> and in, as employers, we do the same thing. If we like wine, we buy wine for everybody or take people out for wine or cigars mm-hmm. or steak because we like steak or we take people golfing or traveling because we like to travel so we can partake in it. So mm-hmm. we get to be a part of the gift. Mm-hmm. That's not a gift. That's, that's selfish. And so I realized with our employees that you know, a lot of them are college educated, stay-at-home moms working remotely. They have been for 12 years. And they, they, they would never do this for themselves. You can't give them the option. Most people are like, oh, we'll give them cash or this. Nope. You need to say, what would they not do for themselves that would make their life better? And, uh, and so we realized a lot of them don't have time for their hobbies or to work out or maybe spend time with their kids. If you gave them the cash, they, they would apply it to their bills. So we offered the, we said, we're going to pay for a house cleaner every other week. Costs us like $2,500 per employee. And people are like, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, do you realize when you hire a, a baseline employee, you're paying them 35 to 45 grand or whatever the numbers are, that's a $10,000 delta that you don't give two rips about adding overhead to you as a business owner. Mm. 10 grand. That's a quarter of that. Take that 10 grand and make their life better. Nobody brags about their 401k. That's mm. a table stake thing. 
But if you make their life better and give wow. them time with their family. So we did this during COVID. We, we realized a lot of our employees are married. We always want to include their spouse, their kids, whatever else. They're stressed. They're homeschooling now. They're whatever else. So we made it available for them to be able to, uh, we said, hey, they're good night's sleep. Most, most of them are not going to go buy $5,000 like organic mattresses. We're going to make that a perk of if you work wow. with Giftology. And so we started sending mattresses saying, hey, it's stressful. We want you to get a good night's rest and we want your, wow. your spouse to as well. They'll have that. Even if they don't work for us, they'll be have that for the next 20 years. Huh. A third of our life is spent sleeping. Yeah. And so like thinking about how can I show up for my employees in a way that's going to have like a ripple effect and have a story that's worth telling. If you want to recruit more employees, mm. you have to have stories that they're talking about with their family and friends. Now there's mm. a waiting list to come work at Giftology. Jeez. And so people, <laughs> it's easier to go hire a recruiting firm and say, oh, it's hard market. And those things are all possible and doable and that's okay. But yeah, being creative, like you know, when our employee starts working for us, I'll send a, you know, 250 to $500 gift to them and our spouse. Oftentimes it's knives. It's like, Hey, you know, thanks for carving out time to join our team, blah, blah, blah. It's something playful and whatever else. It's not like the full Tony Robbins said, it's a couple knives, mm-hmm. but people are like, this is the first time anybody's ever welcomed me onto the team with a gift nicer than what I was when I worked there for 10 years. Wow. Why don't we celebrate people when they start versus when they throw them a party, when they leave your company, yeah. it's the dumbest, like dumbest <laughs> thing in the world. Like, <laughs> Love on people, not because they've worked for you for some random number of years or hours. Like, how about we love on them and then they'll do the right thing. And if they move on to another company because it's a better opportunity, like at least while they were with you, like you showed up for them in a certain way and and that person leaves and goes to another company. Guess what? There's a good relationship there. You didn't burn the bridge. Now they're like bringing you into that company because they like there was a trust there. There was a good relationship there. So it's um yeah, it's not rocket science. But most people are like, oh, I can never afford to do that. I'm like, you're spending way more money and having way less impact by just doing like mm-hmm. weak, lame things. Yeah. Wow. All so, so inspiring, powerful. Uh, I mean, it, uh, I'm, I'm, people's faces and ears are melting off. As you say. I mean, it's, it's, it's all good stuff, man. And I'm so glad that you were able to share with our audience and, 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 and share the message and the mindset because it's, 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 we're so with you and always have been, not always, but somewhat recently, you know, figuring out all of this together. And thank you so much for, you know, for, for being here and sharing. So I know people are going to be convinced and they want to reach out. They want to know more. They want to know how they can work with you and Giftology. What's the best place to do that? Yeah. Well, I mean, on the screen, John at Giftology group, that's my real email. Like um, they'll go to me now. I'm going to defer that to a Giftologist to do the strategy and the onboarding and all that kind of stuff or, you know, for speaking or media, whatever else. But I think that the, the big thing is, is that, um, you know, decide to take, you know, that this is going to be who you are. Like, this isn't like a six month campaign. This is a heart set. This is like, Mm -hmm. I'm going to be this type of sales rep, account manager, VP of sales leader. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if you decide to do this as like a flash in the pan, like a little like, oh, just try this and then move on to the next thing. You'll show up as like daddy Warbucks. And then you'll go back to being Ebony's or Scrooge. And you'll actually, (laughs) damn it. People will be like, I see, I told, I knew that wasn't real. Mm -hmm. Don't like say you're a giver and then not be generous and not consistently show up this way. So I tell people all the time, if you're not committed to this for at least three years, don't do it. Don't, don't go down the path. Yeah. Otherwise you're going to waste your time, energy and resources. But if this is how you want to show up for the long term, then like whether it's 10 relationships or 10,000 relationships start now, like hmm. set aside the dollars, set us, you know, like as a sales rep, if you make commission, like 
you own the business, you own the relationship, show up this way. If you're the business owner, figure out a way to you redirect marketing dollars or HR dollars. Like there's money there. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of do you want to redirect it. But um, the bottom line is a lot of the things that we teach and do, you can outsource it and partner with us on the done for you, but you can also like start to do it yourself. Like <laughs> the playbook, the ideas are like, we don't have like the secret sauce that like, you know, we throw like little pixie dust on it. Like anybody can do it at any industry, any size company. So it's not just, do you have to work with us? It's like commit to doing it one way or the other, whether it's with us or on your own. Mm. Genius. It's brilliant, man. Thank brilliant. you so much, John. Yeah, yeah, guys, it's been fun, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Appreciate the heck out of you, brother. We'll see and talk to you soon, man. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to The Hidden Entrepreneur Show. Make sure to subscribe through iTunes or Google Play so you can get notified every time we publish a new episode. And we'd love to hear your thoughts with an honest review on iTunes. Finally, follow us on your favorite social media platforms to keep the conversation going with Josh Carey and today's guest. Until next time.